Now, are you ready to be counted I in? I am ready. Ready in Hamesh, Alba, Shalosh, Stein. You like that? Yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah! Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. What's up, San Antonio? Coming to the LOL Comedy Club, July 15th through 17th, and then Liberty Township, Ohio, July 22nd through 24th. And then I go to Columbus to the Funny Bone in August, and then Oklahoma City, September 23rd through 25th. And then Indianapolis tits, and then Denver, Colorado. I added uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. I go to Judork Titties, and then I go to Orlando, Florida, and that's it. That's the year so far. Tickets at ChristinaPOnline.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have... 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm so excited. My guest today is your favorite, fan favorite, life favorite, Leanne Kreischer. What the fuck? I'm my own favorite too. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wife of the party yes. podcast. Yes. How's that going? Good. I think I'm on episode 174, maybe. Amazing. Pretty Mazel. good. Mazel. Huge. Yeah. I love it still. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, how, how have you grown on that show? Like, what have you found? Like, what's the discoveries? I always think that podcasts, I always get, I discover things about myself along the way. Mm-hmm. Like I started with a question and then I kind of end up answering it somewhere along the way. Yeah, I definitely, that's definitely been my experience. I don't know. I think I figured out I was way more curious than I knew I was. Like mm. I've always been a curious person, but I didn't really understand how curious I was. <laughs> and also it's kind of nice to hear uh, people who are listening say this is helping me Mm. you know which is what i kind of wanted i didn't want my whole podcast to be self-help but sometimes you have something in there that's helpful and even like a couple episodes ago i had our business manager on just to talk about like trusts oh why why should you put your property in a trust and what does that mean and nobody knows what that is and i thought i don't know what that really means oh it's a really (laughs) smart thing to do and really really smart so (laughs) so i feel like that's good if if someone else can learn something of course well, that's useful. So that's been a very successful endeavor for you. And you just came back from Serbia. I did. I did. I was in Serbia. Let me tell you something. Not a lot of green leafy vegetables no. in Serbia. <laughs> no. Not a lot. It's no. like meat and root vegetables. That's Hello. it. Hello. Like... Hungarian so Hungary is like the kissing cousin of like we're right there yeah yeah and they laugh at vegetarianism (laughs) and I think they just got salads seven years ago uh yeah I hadn't made it to Serbia yet nah still still no I ordered a salad and I got uh, diced cucumbers with tomatoes and some kind of real syrupy milky looking questionable liquid yeah um, it was good, but I mean, huh, that ain't a salad. You can't eat that shit. What about, so in Hungary, for the longest time, if you ordered spaghetti, they would put ketchup 
oh. on pasta. Do they have spaghetti sauce in Serbia? Oh, there's the salad. That's that's a good. Israelis yeah. do this too. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Shopsko salat shalata. This is Serbian. The Hungarians don't have this one. We have uborka shalata, which is just the cucumber and. We can't afford tomato in Hungary, so we don't even put tomato. There's no such thing as a tomato. No, that's a Hungary. fruit. Yeah, this is not for us. <laughs> this is this is rich. Rich Damn. folk salad. Yeah, I was going to say. Rich folk salad. So well, what else did you eat? Did you eat like pig's hooves um, and gelatin? No, sausage. I didn't know. A lot of sausage. Yeah. But they call them uh, meat fingers. Meat fingers. Would you like meat <laughs> finger? And I was like, hmm, I'm not real sure. Let me, oh, I can know. you describe? They're is called it? savape. Okay, is it is it like a ground beefy looking thing that's mashed together and they cook it, or is it actual sausage like with the casing? They actually look like breakfast sausage here. Oh, delicious! But they are made with um, pork, <laughs> veal, and beef. I think all three. Yeah, that's it. Savape. Savape. They're actually delicious. They look. Hey, all um, this shit. If I'm talking smack, it's only because it is so delicious. Uh-huh. And I don't know how they're not all 500 pounds rolling around. I don't because they're countries. not. No, they're Nobody. skinnier than we are. Yeah, super skinny. Yeah. So moderation. But yeah. Maybe. That's true because my relatives will eat, a, like I'll, I'll go to somebody's house uh-huh. and their serving is ridiculously normal. Yeah. Versus American plates. Yeah, yeah. So you ate. Did you? So <laughs> what was, the, how did you find them culturally? Were they nice? Are they nice mm-hmm. in Serbia? They're polite? They were nice. Uh, everyone was, everyone, I was in, mostly in Belgrade. Everyone okay. spoke English. I didn't really Amazing. encounter anyone who didn't speak English. And, you know, I go to a foreign country like that and I get really embarrassed that I don't speak at least some of their language. Serbian? It makes me feel really bad. Yeah. I feel really bad. Well, that's an obscure one. Like to go into well, Serbia. Yeah, like... but I still feel kind of bad. But I was really grateful everybody spoke English. But the guy that picked me up from the airport drove me into old Belgrade and went by um, the site where the U.S. bombed cool. um, uh, the hospital, I guess, mm. and they just left it. And he, he made a point of driving by there and he said, you'll see this. We did not fix this on purpose. Yeah. So generations after generations can see yes. it's a monument. Yes. And I was like, Wow, I feel really uncomfortable. Yes. I just got to this country. I'm American. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Capitalist pig American yes, piece pig. of shit. I spit on yeah. you. Yeah. But that was the only time I was really kind of like, that was really uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah. But other than that, everyone was lovely. But of I course, love that he did that to you. Like it was, it was right. Leanne Kreischer that ordered the attack <laughs> on the hospital. I did actually, personally. Yeah. I was with Bill Clinton at yeah. the time. Oops, wait, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> so he he american shamed you he did wow he american now, shamed me is there still a big soviet looking influence like meaning he, they didn't fix the bombing no the bomb building you don't see like the old communist shit around anymore not really um no, that's good you know i when i landed in uh serbia i watched a bunch of youtube videos about the history of serbia because i'm not super familiar uh, and I guess almost every building in Belgrade is was built after World War II. Mm, um, this piece of shit they bombed them World yes. War II. Everything Belgrade. was wiped out. Yes, you motherfucking wiped So what wiped out, and then they rebuilt after World War II. Yep. So everything was pretty let's see, new. Let's see Belgrade. We Google image search. I've never seen. Now my grandmother was born in this region. In, oh yeah. In and she spoke Serbian and Croatian. Mm. She was born in former Yugoslavia. 
So this is my ancestors from here, but I've never been this place. Looks nice. Look like this. Yes, um, someone has the market on terracotta tiles. I'll tell you that every <laughs> single rooftop was terracotta. Yeah. I was like, wow, like all of them are the same color. Is this some kind of mandate where yes. you have to have the exact same roof? Um, and the Danube is this Danube? Danube through? and the Sava. Nice. Yes, they nice. meet, and then there's a big fortress that was built in like 1132, I think, by the Romans when they occupied Serbia, and that is still partially there. But other than that, there weren't really any old buildings. Everything looked like it was built after the 40s. Mm. Um, that so, must be why it's aesthetically pleasing because people say that it's a very beautiful place. It is very beautiful. There is a ton of green space. Probably mm. every two blocks, there's a, a huge park. Not just like, oh, that's nice couple <laughs> benches, a park. Yeah. And all the side streets have enormous mature trees. Mm. So it's very odd because they have all these brown stones that you can't really see the front of because they're covered in these huge trees. Mm. Everything's shaded. And something I liked about Serbia is um, the whole city kind of closes at noon. I love that for a siesta. Yeah, and they have a little nap, a little lunch. I love that. Greece Greece does that, too. You can't get shit between 12 and 3. 12 and one thirty. Oh, okay. At least they open at one thirty. Um, and then I, I just noticed I was really, I, I had to quarantine for three days. and But I could walk around. I couldn't go to any shops or restaurants, but I could walk the streets. So I did. I mean, one day I walked for like four hours. And I was really amazed to see people using the green space. Well, let me tell you a little reason. My dad used to tell me. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got that Rona. No. Um, he always told me the reason you see a lot of teenagers and young people in the parks is because you live at home with your family and generations live together mm. and you could go make out in the park. Ah, That's where teenagers finger each other is uh -huh. on those benches that so you're talking about. So that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. There's a place called the Margitsiget in Budapest and that is like uniquely where my father fingered girls oh. is what he tells me. Oh, yeah. oh good. Mm -hmm. That sounds lovely. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Bert saw that place when he was in Budapest. Possibly. I hope Maybe. so. I hope he <laughs> got fingered when he was on the Margitsiget. <laughs> Would serve him right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you saw Bert, obviously. Yeah. How is he holding up on that side of the world? He's doing great. Um, I mean, it's easy when you're like the star of the show. Everybody <laughs> loves you, right? Oh, my God. So he's, he's doing really good. I'm actually not to, no spoiler alert, really, but he's actually quite a good actor. Really? Yeah. I'd never seen him act, like legit, like here's your lines. Obviously, he's a good performer. Yeah. But I'd never seen him act, and I was really quite impressed. Wow! Um, which I told him, I was like, "I'm you told him super impressed by you," which yeah. is a, which is a, a high compliment from Leanne because you're very frank, you're very forthcoming, yeah. you don't yep. sugarcoat a damn thing. <laughs> no. So if you if Leanne Kreischer compliments you, it is real. Yes, yeah, for real. I know. Yeah. It, and I came. I was there for the first week of principal photography. And the first day I was like, wow, I am super impressed. And then he had one scene where he had to get pretty emotional. And I mm. thought, mm, we'll see how this goes. And I'm sure he'll pull it off. But he actually just killed it. I mean, to wow. the point where the crew was crying. Wow. And um, Bert. And I came home. I was like, wow, I'm just blown away by your, your mad skills here on your first time out of the gate. Um, and he told me that was, he, he was like, well, if a compliment from you means something a little different. So, yes. so I guess that means I'm doing really well. So oh, he's and doing I, really well. I'm sure he liked that boost of confidence from you. Like you're his rock. I think so. And we're all so proud of him. I mean, this is like, 
so amazing and so fun that it's this crazy. is happening. It's I mean, crazy. How many years have we heard the story of the machine and now it's actually going to be a movie? Yeah. I think it's just so fun and special. And it's like, crazy. You guys are just rocking. It's amazing. It's, it's been so a, fun. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy pandemic year. We've been really blessed this year. It's not a. I feel I feel for people who haven't been. It's been a good year for us. And we're very grateful. Awesome. Enjoy it. You deserve it. Muzzle. It's been many years in the making. A good 20 years in the making. This this didn't happen overnight. Absolutely not. He told that story the first time 13 years ago. So anybody who thinks anybody in Hollywood is an overnight success, nobody is. And if they are, they don't stay around very long. No, there is only one actual story I've ever heard, which is Edward Furlong, the boy that was the Terminator movie. I swear this is the only time I've ever heard... A thing where he's like, yeah, I was in a diner. I was 11 years old and the director saw me and goes, do you want to be in a movie? And I was like, okay. And uh, that was it. Oh, Christ. Look at him now. What's he doing now? Is he still acting? I don't know. He doesn't look too good. He was a cute little kid. Oh, God love him. Yeah. Bless his heart. Bless his little heart. Bless his heart. Are you used to hearing that now? You heard that a lot in Texas, have you? (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. I've only heard y'all a bunch. Y'all is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all better get used to it. Y'all, y'all, (laughs) y'all. And the pace is much slower. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm having to, and also to make small talk is an art form. Mm -hmm. I find that like it's. They, they like chatter, like, hey, just stand here and we'll chit chat. And there's no urgency to anything, which mm-hmm. is really annoying as an Angelino, because I'm like, let's go, motherfucker. Yep. So we, I have to get used to that pace of like, all right, we do chit chat. And then I just uh, eventually get what I want. But there's fucking chit chat. But you have to do it. You have to do it because mm-hmm. it's polite. And they're, right. they're very much, they're very polite. They're very yes. kind. So, I mean, again, it's not been so long, but um, I was telling these guys last time, that when we landed and we were driving in to go to our, our new home for the first time, I um, it was so green mm-hmm. and so natural and I had so much anxiety. And I had this moment of panic of like, what have I done? I don't know if I could do this because I'm, you know, I'm I'm concrete jungle. Yeah, totally. I grew up in the valley. Like, yeah. There's no fucking green. Like, not like that. Not like that. Uh-uh. So, yeah, so the first 24 hours when I'm in Austin, I'm just like fucking freaking out and tweaking. And then about 24 to 48 hours, I start to relax. Right. And I go like, okay, I don't, okay, I don't have to fucking be stressed out. And then we feed turtles Mm -hmm. a lot, like turtles in actual, like a, like natural. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not in a mall. (laughs) The only time I've ever (laughs) seen a turtle was at the Thousand Oaks Mall. I think there's like a turtle that, yeah. And I was like, this is, and I saw a bullfrog for the first time. Like in, in just in a park. Right. And I was like this. I, I'm freaking out harder than my kids. I'm just like 44 years old. I've never fucking seen a frog. That's that is kind of crazy. <sighs> that That is kind of crazy. Well, I guess you never. I mean, you have to be actively taken to that kind of wilderness yeah. if you live here. Uh, yeah, I just never yeah. camped. My parents yeah, were yeah. raised in cities like what you were in in Serbia type of shit. Mm-hmm. So like. That was foreign to them. Why would they camp? Yeah. Sounds like just being poor. For right. A, like, why would I <laughs> force myself to piss in a bucket? Because yeah, it sounds fun. horrible. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really fun. It's really fun. Maybe yeah. not the pissing in the bucket part, but the rest of it is really fun. Yeah. So do you have it's any tips for me on how to assimilate to Texan culture? I think you got the first couple right there. Um, people are really respond to your manners mm. probably more than what you actually say. 
I mean, hmm. you can say something a little shitty if you say it really nicely. They respond to it. Right, like bless bless her heart is code for what a stupid bitch. Not always. Oh. Sometimes it so, actually means, so, oh, that, oh, that stinks, or oh, yeah. that's too bad, or yeah. oh, I feel my heart goes out to her. Sometimes. I know for me, it it doesn't mean that derogatory Like this thing. fucking bitch, bless, just bless her heart. No, just bless her heart. Oh, poor yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. Oh, that yeah. poor thing. Yeah, that's true. I've noticed that. And I, uh, I've i also wanted to make an effort to show that I'm down with them, mm -hmm. that like I'm I'm not going to come here and, and be a shithead. Mm -hmm. um, I installed gas lanterns on the front of my house, you know, those Texan style. I love them so much. And I think that got me some props in the hood. Probably. That got me some, that got me some fucking thumbs up. Probably. Like, All right, girl, I see you. I was like, dude, I'm down. Like I'm down for Texas. I'm right? going to make a go of this shit, homie. Yeah, I hear Texas is great. I don't know a whole lot about Texas, but I know that there's a lot of things I think are probably, even though they're, they're not Southern, they're Southern sort of, right. I guess. They're very right. similar, and I know manners are a big deal. Yeah. And um, and uh, and just kind of hanging out and spending time, and the paces, like you said, is very different. You have to change your expectations about the pace of how fast things are going to work. If you want a fence built, it's going to take yeah. three weeks instead of two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just know I've that's that. what it is. <laughs> you learned that one. They just work <laughs> slow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, whatever. But again, like, I just scale it to the events of the last year and change where we dealt with mortal issues like real shit mm -hmm. a pandemic that that kept me up at night yeah a fence not being built in two days is not going to keep me up at night now yeah um have it, you found that this year changed you oh yeah it's changed me uh, uh, as a parent really in a lot of ways because um i live really really struggled with this pandemic and mm -hmm. there was a certain point where i went What's more important, her grades or how she feels like emotionally? Yeah. You know, she's really struggling with her grades as she always has, but I'd always kind of pushed her, come on, come on, let's get this done. This is easy. Let's get this done. But when I started doing that in the pandemic, she started coming a little undone. Mm. So I had to kind of stop and go, this is a long life. Her grades don't really matter. So no. what if she fails algebra, she goes to summer school. Whatever. I failed algebra. Then you take algebra one and A and then B. Yeah. They offer that, by the way. They algebra do. over two years. Yeah. She can take that. Ah, they didn't tell me that. Yeah. I didn't get that in the memo. I know the nun, too. If they still do it, I did that because I failed algebra, too. Yeah. So well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's, That's the thing. thing. We'll figure Fucking it out. Who cares? We'll figure it out. And we kind of, you know, something that I, I, took away from the pandemic that I also kind of was funny. I kind of reminded myself when I was in Serbia, and that is um, it's okay to just sit in the park and eat an ice cream cone. Yeah. You know, yeah. so many people in the park just, I mean, four family members just sitting on a bench eating an ice cream cone. And I was like, I don't remember the last time I did that with my kids where we just sat in the front yard and ate a bowl of ice cream, you know? know. And, and in the pandemic, we started doing more things like that. Yeah. And then you get, everything starts opening up and you're like, okay, what can I get done? I'm behind on A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then you have to stop and go, maybe not. Maybe you just need to just hold on a minute. And I do, I don't know if that is just a European thing too, but like my, my parents were always really into this idea of just sitting on a bench and watching people mm -hmm. or like this ice cream, the sitting in a park or sitting in downtown or wherever and 
just letting time pass. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's lovely. We're like, I don't know if in Serbia they close everything on Sundays as well. I don't remember. I, um, I was on set on Sunday. Yeah. So in Hungary too, like on Sunday, guess what? Shit's close. Right. That's the day you're supposed to be enjoying your life. Right. And I, I think that's such a nice thing. And I, I have really nice moments with my my dad would really like to just sit and like look at the stars or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh yeah, I try to do that with my children too. You try to remember. Mm-hmm. That's the most important. That's that's the stuff you remember. That's the stuff you remember. And that's the stuff that'll they'll fit better in Austin yeah. <laughs> than here. I had one of the drivers that was driving me to set. I was telling him how amazed I was at all these people using all this green space. And he goes, <laughs> he said, we resist capitalism as much as we can. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think you may be right. I think that may be it. We're just yeah. in America. We're all about like more, 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 more. Yeah. Instead of, I have enough. This is enough. This actually. is enough. Yeah. yeah. This is enough. What's that saying? The enemy of good is better. Oh. The enemy of good is better. That's really good. Yeah. I think really about good. that a lot when I'm in a moment and I'm like, oh, but we could get the, let's go get the, and I'm like, no, just stop. You're good. Just, just enjoy good. Yeah. Because there's no, you're just chasing better. Totally. And for what? <sighs> to kill yourself to get better? Why? I know why. If we it's already are good. so lucky. I know. And we have plenty. So. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I love capitalism. Thank fucking God. But, um, but you can choose within. Ca- like, I think that's the mm-hmm. nice thing about America is you can choose the lifestyle. Totally. And I, I really had no idea that people lived. I just didn't know people lived a much different existence outside of big cities. You know, yeah. I've only ever done big cities. So, I mean, Austin is a big city, but but it scales smaller. Well, it's, it's not as big as this city. And it's not no. the same as this city. Oh, no. I, I don't know much about Austin <clears throat> either, but I do know LA is is a very unique city. I, there's no other city like LA. No. Uh, there's not. I mean, you go to San Francisco, it's not the same. No. New York's not the same. Chicago's not the same. And if this is the only place you ever lived... How are you supposed to have any other um, experience, you know, or yeah. or expectation? This is the way you've always been, is in this one city. Do you know what's so crazy is like, I went, I we landed, and I <laughs> there's a fire going on in the Palisades right now, and it's yeah. it's burning up, um, like Woodland Hills and the Valley and stuff. And I I had two different Uber drivers in one day when I landed, and I was like, dude, how's the fire? And he's like, wood fire. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so funny. Like, that's such an LA thing. Like, the city's so large and sprawling that mm-hmm. there can be, like, how many thousands of acres were burning? 4,000 or something? Yeah. And you can be totally oblivious right? to the fact that the city's burning. Yeah, the sky like... is completely fogged up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean this, uh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, but I live in Orange County, so I don't ever, or I live wherever yeah. across town, so I don't uh, see that. Yeah. You're like, that's wild, dude. It's so big. It is wild. LA's a weird city that way. Yeah. I think it's part of the greatness of the city. Yeah, it's amazing. Because you can find what you Anything. need somewhere. Uh-huh. It's here. Somewhere. It's here. And, and I, that's why I always tell like I, if these kids email me from some small town, they're like, I'm gay or I'm this and that. And nobody understands me here. I'm like, dude, come to L.A. You'll find whatever the hell it is you're looking for. There's a niche. Yep. There's everything here. It's all here, yeah, baby. It's all here. So how are you handling life without Bert being around and putting his uh, toenail clippings? <laughs> and are you loving that? Well, my house is really clean. <laughs> I'll tell you that. My house is yeah. really clean. I bet. And stays clean. That yeah. part I'm not. I'm pretty happy How's about. How's the housekeeper sitch? I know we had Pandy times. Hard. She's still there. No, she's not. No, no, no. I, I let her go d- during the pandemic. Okay. Bert was like, okay. no one's cleaning the house during okay. the pandemic. Sure. So I cleaned my house 
from March until two weeks ago. Okay. And now I have found this guy who is insane. Guy. He has a crew of seven people. They are in my house for one hour. And they clean everything. So I sit in the yard with my dogs for one hour. I love it. And he just goes like, vroosh. There's still some missing pieces, like he doesn't change the linens on my bed or anything. Uh -uh. But everything ceiling to floor is clean. So in the interim, I have that guy. Gotcha. And his crew. And he's awesome. He's so nice. And he's really... Is he hot? Not at all. Uh, Not even so. Don't you wish she could be hotter? Like, I feel like now as a middle-aged woman, I'm really getting comfortable with like eye candy. Like, just be young and cute. Like, I'm, (laughs) I'm okay with it. What are you, what are you Googling? Attractive male housekeeper. Tony Danza. What are you talking about? Who's the boss? Who's the boss? There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. This is what I want you to do. Maybe I'll have him wear that next time and take a photo. (laughs) (laughs) Does Bert know about this dude? He looks a little bit like Leslie Jordan. Oh. Do you know who Leslie Jordan is? No. Okay. You should look up Leslie Jordan. Who's that's Leslie what my Jordan? That guy like. looks gay, though. The one that's got his butt cranked That's out. what my oh, housekeeper yeah. looks like. <laughs> he's, for those of you just listening, he's kind of like Elmer Fudd. Like a real life He's Elmer the sweetest Fudd. guy ever. Yeah. I bet. This guy looks like the sweetest guy. He's from guy Tennessee. Aww. And he still has a big old accent. And he sings it. hymns every Sunday on his Instagram. <laughs> he is so that. nice. I met him one time, long time ago, and I just loved him. I love that. Yeah, he's awesome. But that's what my housekeeper looks like. So maybe not so much I can. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why I hired him. <laughs> I hired him to clean my house. That's true. That's true. So there's been a topic that, that's come up in my world. I've been obsessing over. Oh, God. Yeah, you're going to If Nadav is laughing, this yeah, is going to be bad. going to be a good one. What is it? Oh, and Annie's in there, too, which is so lovely. So, like. I'm scared. There's this whole movement for me to be licking Tom's scrum. Wait, hold on. Sure. Who who started this movement? Tom. Tom wants you to lick his scrum. Do you know what a scrum is? Just to be clear. I think it's the area around your asshole. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we've been in this debate now, this, this back and forth over scrum licking for years. And we're, you know, we've been together for many years, 17 um, years now. And, you know, we sexually, I think we're great. We're yeah. very compatible. We introduce little things here and there to keep things fresh. And now the scrum licks have come it's getting closer leanne and what do you mean it's getting closer it's getting closer in the negotiation stage like like you're moving toward it yeah why thank you it's dirty that's, that's your I, butthole that's how i feel that's where shit comes out that's how it's i not feel same man you're gonna get some kind of sick from that that's how i feel right but everybody's telling me so there's people saying for, i'm getting a lot of negative feedback saying like first of all christina everybody's licking scrum these days i'm not no, you're not. But every, I, the, not. the youngsters, Leanne, the Gen Y, the millennials, they are licking scrum. And uh, my friend Rob Eiler, friend of the show, Pajama Pants <laughs> podcast, said that all the girls on the apps, because it's so highly competitive, are licking scrum now. Okay. And, and hold on, lasering their beavers, like <gasps> completely bald. That's gross. Yeah. Then they look like a child. I know. That's what I'd say. That's kind of sick. It is kind of sick. It's okay. kind of gross. My daughters will not be licking scrum. No. I will make sure that that is taken care of as soon as I get home. That is not fucking happening in my household. Yeah. No. I'm too. Right? I'm too old to lick scrum. Yeah. That. Well. That's what I was thinking. I feel like I'm too old to lick scrum. Gen X, baby. I, I aged out of it. I know. I, I feel totally like, aged out. But here's the thing. So here's the thing. I shaved my meow completely. 
just to see what it felt like. Like, hey, maybe I'm going to be open-minded. Yeah, totally. I didn't really enjoy it because I felt the symmetry of the, the landing strip is what I'm used to. Uh-huh. It brings symmetry to my body when I'm nude. It's yeah. vertical stripes. Nice. Yeah. But the, the, the totally bald, it freaked me out. I felt like too, it, it infantilized me. And Tom didn't care either way. Right. Didn't so, care. So you don't do it anymore. If I'm you, not going to do like it, it yeah. anymore. If you don't like it, don't do it. I'm not going to do that. Did your pee just go everywhere? No. Uh, no, why? Wait a minute. What are you? How are you peeing? What's going on there? <laughs> what? Well, when I wax, my pee just goes everywhere. What are you talking? about? I mean, about? it becomes like a fan spray, <laughs> and and so I I tend to keep things a little longer because it's directional. It keeps my direction. The hair? You think the yeah. pubic hair? Keeps... Oh no, I don't think. I know you for know me personally. That, yes, because yeah. as soon as I get waxed and I have a landing strip, it just goes. Everywhere. It goes. It's like a freaking sprinkler. I think you're right. It's no, everywhere. I think you're right. No, I, I see what you're saying because it kind of guides yeah. the hair, the the urine in a path. Yeah, and then yeah, you, yeah it's like straight I, I path, straight down. Yeah. I, I know. I you're talking hate about. it. And Bert's not here enough for me to worry about it. Yeah, that's so. fine. So, do you? Are you a shaver? Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah, I shave too. I can. I can shave my own asshole with my eyes closed in the yeah. shower. Like I, that's I, how adept I am. Like, I, I don't know that I'm that adept. Well, you got to work at it. But you know, it's been a decade in the making. I don't really care enough to work at it. No. <laughs> Well, you're not very hairy. You, no, you I'm not very at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm like no. blondie, but I still have a butt tuft, just a little. That I, I, don't, like I don't really to, have that. Yeah, well, you're lucky. No, I'm But let me ask any in the booth, because I feel as though any is just, I, Nadav is the anomaly. You know what I mean? Why is he an anomaly? Nadav, first of all, is operating under the assumption that all women now eat ass. All women. It's that is not what I said. You said that. Your mother does it. Your sisters do your it. Your mother does it? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, she's awfully nimble. Also, I wouldn't know. I don't talk to my mom about that. Why don't you? Just talk to her. I don't want to know. I don't know whose ass she's eating. I don't Ask need to mom. know that stuff. Why don't you know what your mom licks? Come on. Uh, she does not lick your dad's scrum. But but you yeah, did say, Najav, you did say, Yana, that it is now a commonplace sexual activity. It's on the menu. Yes, it is more common, um, but it's not like it's not a competitive thing though. Like I think the way that you're thinking about it is, I don't want to say flawed. Oh wow! But like they're not they're not competing. Like oh, if I don't do this, then like other you know he's gonna want someone that does do it. They're just interested in pleasing the That's man that they're with. Such a fallacy. So this is funny. We talked about this on your mom's house. So these men suffer the delusion that women do stuff to please them. Mm-hmm. They do it because of peer pressure, in part. Uh-huh. Like, for instance, I brought up the example of um, girls kissing other girls at bars. Mm-hmm. Do you think there was just a wave of women who suddenly turned lesbian at the bar? Or was it kind of a peer pressured moment and also to get male attention and mm-hmm. approval? Girls Gone Wild, again, another phenomenon. Is that intrinsically to please men or was that kind of a, in part, a peer pressure moment? I think actually it's a little bit of both. I think, um, I mean, the whole podcast we did about learning how to do a blowjob was to make him happy. But in the end is to make it go faster. It, yeah, right? it's to make me happy. It's like me happy. And yeah, the safety of faster. my family yeah. and, and to make sure that everybody is happy. <laughs> right. It's not about pleasure. It was about me. No, let's me. get it going on. Let's yeah. get, get this done. Yeah. So I guess maybe not. But I don't know. I, I personally would never do anything like that because for, for a man. Well, I would see, do it like for... I see what you mean, though, with peer pressure. I know with the high school girls that's that I what I'm hear, saying. like, Younger. ear on the ground, 
that they if somebody's doing it then everybody else feels like they kind of have to do it that's what i'm saying and i think with the porno pornography now Mm -hmm. ass eating seems to be more introduced in pornography as is a bald vagina Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking this generation is raised on pornography and that becomes the norm but this this idea that women do it because like i just want to please dudes is like like cosmopolitan magazine i remember reading that in the bathroom as a teenager because my stepmom would leave them in there Mm -hmm. i I think it was to educate me (laughs) and like i totally did all the shit that was in that dumb magazine to my boyfriend because i wanted to like i wanted him to like me more yeah not to please him sexually it was so insecure but i don't know maybe i'm projecting my own um, well, I definitely think girls do that so that they think that that will make him like her more. That's why, yeah. Yeah, it's, but not to to please him. Then we're not selfless humans that go, I'm just here to please you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, honey? No, they're so dumb. They think that. No, that's um, not true. Then you've been real played. Hold buddy. up, hold up, hold up. Let me, <laughs> you, let me, you've let been me, totally let me freaking finally, played. Let me finally interject, man. I've been sitting here holding my tongue, listening. All right. Oh, I love so, Annie's fired up. So that. hold That's up. Annie. Go ahead. You tell him. Okay. <laughs> the thing about doing it to please a man is not like, you know, you're bending to our every whim. Like you're just doing it for us and that's it. Thank you. You know, we, we got our, our, our shit. So let's bounce. We do the same for you. Like anything that, that you want that we might not do without Aww. you asking, we do it for you too, right? You're isn't that so how, sweet. Isn't that how sex works? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't I think mean, you understand how women work. Yeah, I'm gonna say that might be your first problem. <laughs> we don't care. Give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're assuming that women prioritize sex the way men do. I think that is actually very accurate. I think the way women think about sex is completely different than the way men do. Because I know Bert will say stuff to me about sex and like what's going on in his head, and I'm like, that would have not occurred to me ever like not ever it's a completely different function i think in some ways for biologically it's a different function yeah for women than it is for men i think that's very sweet of you to think that (laughs) but i think women are far more manipulative far more at least the married ones now now to any to any's defense i think when you're in your 20s and your your vag is just on fire like before you're a woman like you're a girl, like in your 20s and your teens or mm-hmm. late teens or whatever, you're banging your boyfriend. Like sex is just for fun. It's just for oh, recreation. Totally. Yeah. And then you become an adult and you get married and you have children. And then sex, like you said, becomes more of a function of like, hey, let's keep this marriage together. Yeah, totally. Let's keep this the bond alive between yeah. us. Like, could I go a while without sex? Yeah, I could probably go a month and before I'd be like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do completely. Yeah, Tom probably it's like it's 72 hours max. Uh, and, totally. Yeah, if that. Yes, it's a completely different thing. Well, and there's nothing wrong with either one, by the way. I I, I do, however, have Exhibit B that I would like to present, Miss Christina P. Go ahead. Uh, do you recall a time when you were on the Dobbs case? Okay. Go for ahead. Uh, not Shit. wanting to do a certain thing. Squishing a bug, perhaps? Squishing yeah. a bug. Yeah. I do remember, yeah. And you were saying what? That it's, you know, yeah. it's no big deal, right? Because, I mean, you're just he trying likes to do it. it. You do it to keep the, the marital... Yeah, because right. she likes it because it's her thing and it's sure. not that big of sure. a deal, right? Sure, sure, So... What the hell is squishing a so, bug? So there was... <laughs> I mean, for real. That's a sex thing? Squishing a yeah. bug? So Everything there was, is a sex thing. Everything is a sex thing. Is it? For men, yeah. So there was a fetish where this woman or whoever like wanted to watch bugs getting squished 
And we were like, that's an easy one to do. I would do that in a heartbeat. If my partner was like, this is what I need to orgasm. I'm like, yeah, dude, squish, done. The dog was like, no, I have morals. Or, right? Was that, what was your argument? Like, you just. That if me killing things is what makes you hard or wet or whatever, I don't want any part of you. <laughs> if that's what you need in order to have sex, then maybe we're not compatible. Well, if that's what you need in order to have sex, you may have bigger problems. Yeah. If you need to watch somebody <laughs> squash a cockroach to have an orgasm, I think there's something else going on. So, Wait, so Leanne, you don't saying. agree with Christina? You don't think I'm a gigantic nerd for not just succumbing to this peer pressure? No, I don't think you're a nerd, but I think there's a problem with the person who needs the squashing in the first place, and yeah. you should run uh, like ass saying. over end out the door. That's what Nadav's saying. He's like, I yeah. think that person has emotional problems that I yeah. wouldn't want to deal with. Yeah. But any, I mean, I'm always speaking in the context of a long-term relationship, not like... Not like yours and Tom's, which hook is up. just over the weekend. Or <laughs> no, no, no. Like, if Tom did want me to squish bugs, I would be like, yeah, I'll squish bugs all fucking day, but homie. he doesn't want you to squish bugs. <laughs> he just wants you to eat his ass. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yes. Back to the ass yeah. eating. Back to the... Oh. Everything's about the ass eating. Woo. I mean, come on now. I mean, would you ever lick birds? No. I'm not licking anybody's asshole. I, if my kid, had life depended on it, I might. Might. But that thing is, I mean, fecal matter Bert's, is not clean. And Bert's ass? Oh, forget it. Never. Now, Annie, is it true, though? I mean, you've before you've had a girlfriend, you dated people. Is this true that this is just on the menu, like on the apps and stuff? The girls just eat your ass? Uh, I mean, I don't know. When I was on the apps, it wasn't on, like, the app bio or anything. But, like, yeah, it's it's a of, of our generation. Swipe left. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> of, of our generation and, and Gen Z, yeah, it's, like, a, it's, it's a right common there. thing for sure. It's right there. Isn't that for wild? Sure. Yeah. Like, because that to us was, that is so taboo to Gen Gen X saw that. I think we see that as more taboo. Like, yeah. oh, that's, that's kinky. That is so weird. You've crossed a line. You've crossed some kind of, yeah. That's a line. I think because of, maybe because gay culture was still not as accepted, maybe. Not just I accepted. Thought, we grew up in the AIDS pan- epidemic. Yeah, I mean, the true. AIDS epidemic was terrifying. Yeah. Um, I mean, in some ways, it made COVID look easy. I mean, the AIDS epidemic was just terrifying. Because you died. You straight died when you got it. Yeah. yeah. You died. They had no idea what was causing it. They yeah. had no idea how to treat it. Uh, I mean, it was so terrifying. So maybe that's part of it. It could be. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, we grew up a little cleaner. Just as as a generation, just a little so, more so, clean. So we do this because we're dirty. That yeah, you're, is, well, your butthole is dirty. Is like, <laughs> I am sorry, but your butthole is dirty. But, but hold on, but because I mean, <laughs> I've heard even doctors say that sex is disgusting. <sighs> like even just from a, a basic level, like even if you're doing regular vanilla missionary, it's gross. You're sharing, you know, bodily fluids. You're exchanging spit and stuff. But we do that, right? So I mean, what's the difference? A little booty. Well, fecal little matter. Booty fecal matter can make you um, ill. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, normal spirit. body fluids. Yeah. Look, it's not like it doesn't taste. I can't imagine it tastes. It tastes like caca. People it smells are like caca. working sixteen-hour days and then going straight to the bedroom and like eat my like. There's you clean <laughs> you clean yourself before that happens. You're assuming that it's like, oh yeah, he went like to Burning Man for a week and a half, and now I just. Well, straight- hold on. You're assuming it doesn't happen like that. I guarantee you, it does uh, I, for some people. Yeah, um, that's not the norm, though. But well, I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't do any of it. I don't do any of that shit. But I, I don't know. I just, for, I got to draw the line there. I can't, I can't. Everybody's no can got do. their lines. I got, I think, that's my line. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. 
But, you know, I'm entering this new phase. I'm, I'm opening my horizons. I'm living in a new city, which I never thought I would do. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to open my mind and see how far I can go. I mean, I'm not going to live forever. I may as well try to lick his ass. I'm just going to try and see what goes on. But I am going to make demands. I'm like, and here's the thing too, as a wife, you know that it's so important to manipulate at the right time. This is going to be a high value item. Yes. So high value, high value treat. Yes. So I'm going to have to really time it well. It's got to be in correlation with like something else that I want. Like a jet ski? I don't even want that fucking jet ski. We haven't gotten it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe Tom licked Bert's asshole and Bert gave him a jet ski. What do you think? Um, What do you think about the jet ski? So for people who don't know on Two Bears, our husbands have decided that you and I are horrible gift givers, which is true. I'm a fucking terrible gift giver. I am an amazing gift giver. Yes. I am. You're thoughtful. You're very thoughtful. Bert maybe is not a great gift giver to me. But what does he buy you? Well, he bought me a gold velour aviator nation tracksuit yeah gold gold it's gold it's hard to it's hard to rock that i can't pull off gold very few people can i do. don't got that skin and tone. it's it's velour no it's velour yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's a bold you have to live in serbia yeah. to wear that crazy yeah yeah gear. yeah and he was devastated that i didn't like it i was like really do i really look like someone who would rock a gold well yeah like tracksuit? i can tell by your fashion sense now like that would not be <laughs> wh- what i would buy for you no 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 so yeah. he does stuff like that a lot. Just like unaware of what your wants. He would love it. Right. Can I tell you why? He would love it. <clears throat> You're an extraordinary gift giver. So mm-hmm. I think Bert and Tom are just way off on this. I have items that you've given me over the years that I cherish because Aww. you specifically went, I thought you would like this. Right. Not me, you. Now, let me tell you what I have. I have a wooden little cabinet menagerie thing or whatever the fuck that's called. I have in there a yellow vase with a purple flower that I remember, you gave yeah, me. I remember that vase. Yeah. You put, you put your pens in there. You put, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And I cherish that. Because it was one of the most thoughtful things anybody's given me. Aww. So I think you're an excellent gift giver. I think Bert is out of his mind. Now, Bert bought Tom a jet ski. We haven't received it yet. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Thank God. Um, how much did he spend on that? I don't know if I can say. Oh, have they not made it public? Have they not made it public, Nadav? I know what he spent on it. Uh, I'm not sure they have. Okay, then let's not. So I don't know if I can say or not, but it, let's just put it this way. It was it was a lot. It was like my kid's uh, private school tuition. It was a lot. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. And uh, we went back and forth, and I was like, well, first of all, that's a lot of money out of our pocket. Second of all, what is Tom going to do in return and how much money is going to be out of his pocket for that? I mean, oh. at some point we got to stop. Dude, that was my first thought because right? they're one-upping each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. So the next time... But Tom started it. It's Tom's fault. Fucking hell. He started it with the electric bike. <laughs> oh, yeah. He gave Bert an electric bike and yeah. that's when Bert went, that's it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm tripling this electric bike. That's crazy. That, right? but, but why does Bert... Why are they competitive with their gift giving? I mean, that's so silly. They're so competitive. I don't think it's competitive, or at least Bert's not competitive. Bert likes the creativity of it, yeah, and the joke of it, and the fun of it. <laughs> it to him, that's just just plain fun. Silly. 
Yeah, it's just good fun. Yeah. He's not really competing with Tom. He he. The one-upping is about the joke. The joke. Yeah, it's not oh about that I win. Not for Bert, anyway. Tom's going to spend so much money. I know, I know it. Ridiculous. It makes me sick. I don't like that stuff. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't it like either. it. It's not practical. I don't either. It's very not practical. Can you give me some guidance as to what I should tell Tom to buy Bert? Like, is there anything that, okay. Oh, Tom called me on air and asked me yeah, about Yeah, I was next to him. Oh, yeah, that's right. But that's what right. can we do, being the wives, yeah. what can we get together and conspire and be like to buy something that benefits Leanne as well? And then I can, two ass lickers, <laughs> one for each household. <laughs> we'll just go, go for it. And we'll we'll come in and close the deal. Go for it. Lick you the ass, lick it. Yeah, and I'll come close the deal. Um, I don't know. He's so you know, if he wants it, he just goes and buys it. That's the hard thing about Bert. But like, let's think of something that we can that you benefit from. So it's not that just this I ridiculous thing. Oh my! Was God. he talking about like a den? Like building a... A bunker. Yeah, that's kind of cool. A bunker. I, our friend who's this big movie producer was at our house in this big backyard that we have. And he was like, <laughs> you, you, the yard's torn up right now. You should just bury a bunker. And then Bert was like, we need a bunker. It's a great idea. Like, Why do we need a bunker? We do not need a bunker. We can store extra shit well, in the bunker. And let me like, tell oh you, after this last year in the yeah, pandemic... Yeah, like that thing. That, I that think, thing. I think a bunker's a great idea. A doomsday bunker. It's a fantastic idea. Here's why. I have zero faith in the government now after this pandy and how it was handled. Mm. I had a lot more faith in humanity. Now I'm like, nah, build your bunkers, get your guns, fucking stock up, bro, because no one gives a shit about you. Uh, yeah. I like this. You like the bunker I idea? like this. Mm -hmm. Nuclear holocaust comes, we're going to the Chrysler's house. I know, right? It's going to be standing room only in there. I know. <laughs> By the time we announce to everyone, we have a bunker. I like uh, it. It'll be a full house. I like the bunker. Uh, Bert really likes the bunker, too. I feel like I'm so overwhelmed with the rest of the stuff in the house. I'm like, forget it. I can't deal with a bunker. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. All right. Well, we'll it's think about it. We'll think about it. I have some follow-up. Oh, did you hear that? Deep burn. I did. My kid. Let's do some what would Christina Peas oh. do's. We haven't done. Or do we have uh... Oh, what's a follow-up voicemail? Let's do some follow-ups. I like to follow up with people. I get my finger on the pulse. That you do of the uh, the listeners what what's hey, going Mommy on T. i'm listening to you and ryan sickler talking about liquor stores and grocery stores <laughs> babe you're about to move to texas we do not sell liquor on sundays I heard that yeah. except for when you're in the bar can't buy beer beer or wine on sundays until noon so no early mommy drinks I mm. uh, just wanted to get you ready for that. Oh, yeah. Also, liquor stores are only open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, so load up before it gets late. Love you, Mommy. Wow. Bet your ass I'm coming up in May. What's the, do you know the logic behind those rules? Uh, yeah. Um, or at least where I'm from, it, it's about um, Sunday being the Sabbath. Oh. Some Baptist, Methodist. Fine You're not supposed me. to be drinking anyway, so you for sure not drinking hard stuff on Sunday. I mean, when I grew up, you couldn't buy anything on Sunday. No alcohol at all. Yeah. Uh, so they just extended it. It's the same in parts of Georgia, too, where you can only buy beer or wine afternoon on Sunday, and you can't buy liquor after nine. I think part of it is uh, the Christianity piece, and part of it is 
you just you can't handle yourself after 9 p.m that's when yeah. that's when the Shut devil yeah the devil gets in there and shit goes sideways yeah. and you just can't control yourself so let's just take it away you know it's like when you go to a rangers game in new york at the hockey that one period they sell alcohol Period two and three, you're out of luck. You better, because everybody gets too drunk. That's true. And too rowdy. Well, that's, first of all, if you're buying alcohol before noon, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of a problem. You're stupid because no? you should have socked up on Saturday yeah, night. Yeah. You had to go. So just go on Saturday, <laughs> dude. Right, right. Yeah, Plan accordingly. Yeah, who gives a shit? England's the same way. Everything, the pubs close at 11. Mm. So that was like a way to get people home in time to wake up and go to work the next day. It works, I right. think. But then again, people just go overboard and get ripped. Yeah. So by right. eleven fifteen, the streets are lined with vomit because yeah, everybody totally. gets too fucking too housed. Yep. But uh, thank you for that. What we have another follow up voicemail, mommy. Hi, Christina. It's Jessica from Miami, and I just wanted to kind of tell you what I do when I wash my face at night to not get my pajamas wet. So what I'll do is I take my shirt, I put it over my head and over my hair, kind of like a nun's habit, you know? So I'm not going to get my shirt wet, and I'm keeping my hair out of my face so that doesn't get wet either. And it looks kind of crazy, but it works. Anyway, try it out. Try it out. I mean, it's kind of brilliant. Kind of brilliant, but then your tetas are out, like you're just washing. And then you're your... also like this. Oh, 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 like this. <laughs> you know, like, hands. Is or whatever. it Beavis or Butthead? They put oh, yeah, their, yeah. It's yeah. Cornholio. Yeah. <laughs> I TV for my bungalow. Uh, yes. Would you? So when you wash your hand, or hair, or your face at night in your jammies, do you get your sleeves all wet like I do? No, I just pull my sleeves up. I just pull them up like this. And then wash my face. And no, I don't get my sleeves wet. <laughs> don't tell me you didn't. You, that's not true. Did you, have you heard of these things called wireless earbuds? Yeah. Yeah. I started using those too. You did? They're pretty fab, you. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I have, but then here's a the problem, dude. Is that like, okay, I put my... I go up to the face and then the, the drips. I get the oh, drips. You're not leaning far enough over your sink. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. My mother would always tell me that I never leaned over my plate growing up. She'd tell me in Hungarian, she'd tell me all the time, lean mm. over, lean over. Yeah. I don't know about leaning over your plate. That might not be good manners entirely. Is that right? Bad posture. Yeah. But yeah, when you lean over the sink, I mean, I'm like leaning over. You're so really in it's there. It's like dropping straight down so it doesn't get on my sleeves. Such an idiot. Not an idiot. Not an idiot. Well, let's do some more Pajitsky effects. We have those on voicemails. I love these. These are my favorites. So many things we do without even... Hi, Mommy. Um, I hope you're doing well. I have a Pazinski effect for you. Um, so as a kid um, in the summer months, my parents were conditioned to tell me to shut the door um, or close the door behind me so that I didn't let all the air conditioning out of course. and, quote, unquote, air condition the neighborhood. Um, and the same goes for the car. When the AC was on in the car, we were not to have Forbid. the windows down. So at the ripe age of 31 years old, I was driving with my friend the other day, and I had the air on, and she had her window down. Um, I said, well, I have the air on, and she asks, but I can't have the window down? It was at that point I realized, you can have the air conditioning and the this. window down. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I never did this before, but um, yeah, so I guess I'll be seeing you in Indianapolis oh. in October. Um, hey, keep them high and tight. I don't know, Ian. I still feel this is a wasteful habit. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I'm Sorry. not. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> now I know people that have convertibles, and they will 
put the top down on a cold day and then blast heat mm-hmm. on themselves. And I've I've seen that and I thought, oh, that's really reckless. But hey, look, it's your gas, it's your dime. If you go ahead, spend your money the way you want to. Yeah, totally. But yeah, yeah. it doesn't make much sense. No. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, wow. But it, it, it does to her. So that's fucking... All that matters. All that matters. Yep. All right, let's do another one. That's pretty amazing. Hey, mommies. This is Bailey. So I have a Pajitsky effect. My cat's litter box is on a very high surface in my house. And I carry my vacuum cleaner up about five feet once a week to vacuum around her litter box. <laughs> and I realized instead of carrying my giant shark vacuum, I could get a handheld vacuum yeah, for under say. $20. <laughs> and it has made life much easier. Thank you, Mommy. Yeah. Why is a cat box five feet off the ground? Maybe the cat likes to jump. I don't know who's a cat owner. Any? I have a cat. cat. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I, that's odd. Maybe she's got dogs or something, and they get in. Oh, maybe someone's going to get into the yeah. babies got or, it. or dogs eating maybe, the shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I I discovered the handheld myself about like two or three years ago. It really changed my life. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. I have a Dyson. I a love Dyson. it. Dyson. Uh-huh. So fancy. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> with the with the tornado effect it has. Ooh, yeah. Cyclone. Wow. Cyclone. Hey, yeah. guess what I got? What? The the air dryer. What's that shit called? It dries the food. Air, air fryer? Air fryer. You like it? I can't find it now, come to think of it. But oh, it's packed away. It's somewhere. I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah, it, it was good. It was good while good, it lasted. Right? I may have to get another one. <laughs> yeah, I have one that's like, that's shaped like an oven. <laughs> Yeah. And we bought a new oven for Burt's podcast studio. It is in the uh, actual oven. You can air fry in the full size oven. It's a Samsung oven. It's just real. It's amazing. It's awesome. Like I make sweet potato fries a lot. They're so crunchy. They're so good. It's way better. (laughs) Way better. No oil. Nothing. I don't know how it works. Yeah. It's like magic. It is like magic. Some redneck Merlin. Yeah, dude. You want it fried? You got it fried. <laughs> but it ain't that. really fried. <laughs> I know. I do love the food um, at Tejas so far. I mean, the barbecue is ridiculous. Well, yeah. That's like. Totally. Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah. I eat that every day. I love barbecue too. Fuck. It's one of, I mean, our wedding reception was barbecue. Oh, yeah. It was pulled pork and yeah. So good. I love it. Yep. Man, are you guys going to renew your vows ever? I don't know. I don't know. You know, we had such a quaint little small wedding. We were so broke when we got married. Yeah. Our whole wedding was like $5,000. Um, <laughs> that was because I had to pay for it and it was, I it couldn't afford it. So I've thought about that a lot. I've actually thought, huh? And we went on this honeymoon. His dad recommended this um, exclusive island in the Keys because oh Bert goodness. didn't want to um, fly because he's scared of flying. So we got married in Georgia, and we're like, oh, we'll just drive to the Keys. And the dad was like, oh, it's only going to be like $1,500 for five days. Oh, no, 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 no. It was $1,500 a day. <gasps> and we got the bill. What? And I was like, this is like $3,000 more than our wedding. And we had a heart attack because we were like, credit cards maxed out. I maxed them out for my wedding. Bert, so his dad very generously paid for our honeymoon because we couldn't we couldn't afford it. Yeah. So... I've said to him on our 20th anniversary, we should go back there because yeah. now we can afford it. That would be great. That would so, be lovely. I've been thinking about that because we are on 17, this is our 17th year of being married. Wow. So maybe in three years, we'll go back to Little Palm Island. And- will Bert invite Tom? Because the two of them are 
love birds. I don't see why not. <laughs> and then I can invite you, and then we can That's have a great, great time. Yeah, right? We can actually have fun. Yeah, it would be a blast. Yeah. Because we went to, we were in Hawaii together. I love So that. much fun. Can we do that again? Please. Yeah. Please. Let's do it. Can we do it this year? Yeah. I'm serious. We're well, looking at it right now. I can do it this year. I don't, Bert's year is in, insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that I can do it. was a good time. It was really fun. Yeah. That was really silly. It was a good week. It was a good week. Yeah. Bert shaved Tom's. Yep chest yep there's a video on youtube yep i thought bert was gonna have an actual stroke like he was laughing so hard so funny and then i remember at the time your children were small the age that my kids are Mm -hmm. now yeah and i remember you were like i've never left my children i've never felt this before and i was like i did not understand it i was like oh is that what it feels like to leave your dog behind like now i'm like i get it i get that now yeah and i think isla was really small yeah. Uh, when we left. Um, but yeah, it was a fun trip. It's a good time. All right, let's do this one. I like this one. For Mother's Day, I got a beautiful tiramisu cake for my husband and little jeans. I ate the first piece like I always eat cake, eating the different layers one at a time. I eat the icing first, then the first layer of cake, then the middle icing layer, and finally the bottom layer of cake. I don't know why I eat it like that. I must be half talked. Eating my Mother's Day cake like this was disgusting. (laughs) There was a layer of thick amaretto syrup on top of the cake, and it was foul on its own. Today I had another piece, but instead ate a forkful of cake that included all layers and the syrup jizzy topping. It was the total game changer. Has cake always tasted this good? (laughs) (laughs) You mean when you combine all flavors at once? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's not intense sugar and then sort of mild cake. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. That's so gross. That's so funny. I can't imagine eating a tiramisu like that. Or any cake like that. It's covered in like cocoa powder. It's disgusting. Do you guys do that? Some maniac in there. Do you do that, Nadav? I feel like any or Nadav would eat like that. Like eat it in layers. I mean, there, there ain't no problem in it. You know? <laughs> well, depending upon the cake. Yeah. Depending on the like, cake. there's the uh-huh. what's the Neapolitan one? Like, there's like layered cakes where you're just like, oh, I'm gonna have the crunchy part now and then the soft part. And... No, I like to combine all the flavors at once. I I I eat a cake by devouring. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't even slow down. I love cake, so no, I have all bites, all bites. Did you all drink a lot of alcohol in Serbia? A lot. They drink a lot. Yeah. Yes, we drank a lot of rakia. Oh. Uh, and um, yeah, I drank a lot. Is that like a clear? Like harsh liquor. It's yeah. like Serbian moonshine. Yeah, It yeah, tastes yeah. like turpentine. You know what's the funny? Europeans love to do that shit to you. Like Eastern blockers especially will be like, oh, you're new? Have you tried this one? This yeah, is called yeah. Palinka. It's, you know, 60 proof. Yeah. I know. They like to just fuck with foreigners and make you drink that shit. Well, they did mix it with honey. And with honey, it was actually quite good. Yeah. So they made me try it. They didn't make me. They they gave me some without honey. And yeah. it literally tasted like like lighter fluid. And yeah. Then, <laughs> then they mixed it with honey. And I was like, okay, lighter fluid with honey is not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I can get it down. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, I partied in Serbia. I was out till three in the morning. I mean, like I didn't even know I still had it in me. Old lady that I am. Um, yeah, it was fun. Well, you had a year of pent up. Like you needed to have fun, dude. Yep. Two dance parties. We we danced our asses off. We were supposed to go to karaoke and we ended up not doing that, but. Good for you. Did the girls come? No, just me. Good. That's why you fucking had a good time, exactly. right? Get exactly. Get that mom responsibility off your back. Yeah. It is amazing when <sighs> you go to something like that, how I forget a big piece of myself, right? Because yeah. I'm here all the time. I'm a mom. 
And then I was there and it was like Bert and I were dating. Like I was flirting <laughs> and I was sitting in his lap and I don't do that here. And I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with doing that in front of your kids. It's just not how we are. I don't know what, not for any negative reason, but um, yeah, it was, it's a very different vibe. And I'd said to him, you know, every year before he was uh, this successful, he always took like a really crappy gig, but it was in Costa Rica. And so we'd have his mom come out and stay with the kids and I'd go with him to Costa Rica and we'd have like a little work vacation mm. and it would kind of reinvigorate both of us to go like oh yeah i like you like yeah. i <laughs> i like you a lot yeah. this is oh yeah and we haven't done that in probably three or four years because oh, wow. he's yeah he's not doing that kind of work anymore he's not doing that kind of gig anymore so yeah. i don't really want to go to columbus or you know indianapolis <laughs> I, know. i'm the great cities but it's not super exciting yeah um so we hadn't really you know, going off by ourselves in a long time. So it was really nice because I was like, oh yeah, no. I like you. I like, I like you a it's lot. It's so necessary, especially um, when our children are like babies, babies, mm -hmm. babies. We would uh, escape once a month. We'd just go stay in a hotel overnight. That's great. And just like be people and sleep and fuck and watch stupid television and yep. laugh. It's so important in a marriage to to have those moments. It's like the glue of it. That silly time mm -hmm. just to like play together and remember why you liked each other. Totally. I totally agree. When I was there, I always get up before Bert when we're here because I get the girls up and out for school. And he got up before me uh, every, almost every day and made me coffee and made me breakfast. And what? I was like, this is why I loved you because you used to do this when we were dating before we had kids. Yeah, I am a night owl. I, I I'd sleep till like ten o'clock in the morning if if I could. Yeah, so he too. always got up before me and always like that was when he would like pamper me and be really sweet. But the way life works when you have kids for us, it doesn't. It's like we're all reversed. So I I'm know. like up and halfway out the door before he's even opened his eyes. So it's so funny. It's nice. Yeah, it's true. Like marriage before kids is really just about pleasing each other mm -hmm. and having fun and you know just mm -hmm. like oh let's go let's do brunch let's just get <laughs> naked and pee on each other totally. like, or lick or lick scrums let's just look scrum <laughs> who cares <laughs> and then you have children and it's like you fight you have it's like a constant fighting for that state mm -hmm. at least in my mind i'm like like all our energy is into these dudes and then i'm always trying to get to that state so yeah. whether that be like it's bedtime motherfuckers good night like mom and dad are gonna watch american ninja warrior now and we're gonna drink something and forget that we're parents for an hour and a half <laughs> like, yeah, right like it's it's got to happen yeah otherwise it needs to happen yeah. the marriage just goes kaput like sometimes you just have to stay up till two in the morning mm -hmm. watching netflix together and I giggling. Agree. otherwise yeah because you forget yeah you forget you get bogged down in the minutiae of parenting and yeah. you're, that's what you're supposed to be doing, actually. Yeah. You're not supposed to be just, fuck parenting, I'm just going to be married. That's not right either. <laughs> but you do have to find the time to go, oh, yeah, this is why we like each other. Big time, yeah. yeah. Tom and I, I always try to plan stuff in the future, like just a day away, just a night away, something. Ugh. You're better at that than we are. When Bert gets home, he feels like he needs to pour every ounce of himself into the kids. Oh, yeah. And I think that that is important. Um, I agree with that, actually. But then over time, you go, oh, wait a minute. We haven't actually had a date in like eight months. Because when Whoa, you come yeah. home, 
we make dinner together and we eat together and we have fun together, but we don't do just the two of us ever yeah. because it's all about the kids. Well, you know? also keep in mind, my kids fall asleep by 7.30. Mine's different. Not. Yeah. Mine fall asleep yeah, at 11.30. That's different. No, <laughs> different. Uh, yeah. They're also less, like they're needy, but not in the same ways. Right. I mm-hmm. imagine a teenager can just like walk up to you at any, hey, mom, blah, blah, blah. It's a little different. It is a little like, different. Can I watch Paw Patrol? Can I have gummies? Can yeah. I have Skittles for breakfast? No, no. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. It's like totes. Yeah. yeah it's totally, very different. Totally different. It is. Ugh. So just keep it going all the way through all of them, all of your phases of parenthood. Keep that going. Let's get away for the day. Yeah. Don't stop it ever. No, I'm going to try to keep it. What was I going to fucking ask you? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's tough. Two, my kid's going to be almost three. Juju's almost going to be three now. Can't believe that. See, it goes by fast for other people. <laughs> no, it goes by fast for you. Oh I am God. suddenly, I have one year left with Georgia in my house and oh. I am borderline panicking. Oh. I can't believe it happened this oh. fast. I can't believe it. I, do, I feel like it just flew by. But when you're in the moment, it feels kind of slow. But I, all of a sudden I'm like, wait, we're at the end? Of her living with us, obviously I'll be her mom forever. But no, I don't want that. It's ever. bizarre. I mean, she turns seventeen in two weeks. What? Georgia? Yeah. I remember when I met her; she was just so tiny. Yeah, big old cheeks. Three or four? Mm-hmm. Three, maybe. Probably three. God damn, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It makes me super sad, and you can't even ask Bert about it. He starts crying. <laughs> He yeah. just thought about it. He started. <laughs> She's going to be gone. Yeah, I, I want my boys to live at home with their mothers until they're in their 40s. And... <laughs> that might not be healthy. And what are you talking about? That's not That's not how it goes? Nope. Just mommy and just me and mommy. Like today, my, my two-year-old had a really hard time with me leaving. Aww. Yeah, and I was like waving to him from the patio. I'm like, I'm here, baby. You know, bye. I love you. And I was like, oh, one day he's not going to give a shit. It's true. And you should really, but it, that's very true. Appreciate it. I do. I'm like, oh my God, you're so fucking cute right now too. With your hair and your cute Aww. little cookie feet. Aww. They're all fat on I top know. of the pads. I know. We call those ham feet. Oh, the ham feet. <laughs> Georgia had ham feet. Look at those two hams. She was walking around on two hams. felt <laughs> 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 like they're ham feet. Yeah. It's true. You know, when I was in Serbia, I thought uh, when I originally uh plan the trip for 12 days i thought that's too long i have too much going on at home but once i got there i was like actually that's too short i should have stayed through the next weekend to, mm. for bert's sake um so i called home and i said to isla i think i'm thinking about staying a little longer and she just shook her head nope and i went why do you miss me and she went yep oh, nodded her head sweet. yep she didn't say any words just shook her head no nodded her head yes and i went i'm going home yeah. I need to go home. Um, Got to be there. Yeah. I mean, she would have been fine. Yeah. But my point of view was, I only have this for a little longer. Yeah. And then she'll be in college too. Oh, God. So I'm going to go home. Don't even say that. There is, um, we're staying in a hotel right now as we record these shows. And um, there was a girl with her parents and she was graduating from USC. And I had my doggy with me and they were like petting Bitsy. And I was like, and I was watching the daughter drink alcohol, you know, like have like a proper cocktail with her parents. And I was like, I dread the day when yeah. my children are adults and they can be like, so anyways, mom, I was like, fuck you. I'm going to get this job. <laughs> like, Who are you? You know? And I was like, fuck my boss, you know, or whatever it is. I'm like, ah, no. Yeah. And I imagine that happened pretty quickly for them. And they were just so used to this 
adult drinking alcohol with them. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre, I think. I know Bert had those, you know, our whole family are characters in this movie. So there's a young lady that's playing Georgia and she looks really young, but she's actually 24. And Bert was, she she was like, yeah, I'll have a glass of wine. And Bert goes, no, you will not. And she goes, yes, I will. And he goes, you're not old enough to drink. No, you will not. And she was like, I'm 24. Oh my God. And he was like, like, oh my God. Uh, I really believed you were my daughter. I can't let you drink. This is so bizarre. Yeah. So it took him like four days to get used to like, I know you're not my daughter, but this is too weird. Like I'm drinking with someone who's playing my daughter and yeah. it really freaked him out. Yeah. So I'm thinking poor Georgia when she's 21. Oh, he's going to die. I'm not going to like that at all. No, it's going to be weird and awkward. When they're adults. Yeah. And they talk to you about their adult lives. I mean... Do they know you guys have sex? Oh, yeah. It's pretty gross to them. Yeah, yeah it but should they, be. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, ah, I don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, if we're ever schmoopy in front of them, they're like, gross. <laughs> but, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to torture your kids with that shit. Of course. Yeah. And secretly, on some level, I bet they like it. They know that mom and dad are stable and they love that's each right. other. And that's right. That's for them. On some level, it's very grounding. Yeah. Because they know your parents have kind of a a working functioning relationship. Yeah. It means, means they're not going to divorce and mm-hmm. leave you. And mm-hmm. yeah. Do they like Bert as much as they like you, your children? I think they like us differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just talking to George about this actually the other day. I think that Bert and Isla have a rapport that's very different than Bert and Georgia. Bert and Georgia's rapport is much more serious mm-hmm. and Bert and Isla are very playful. And there's pros and cons to both of them. But depending on the situation, they like whoever's giving them what they want. <laughs> right? Sounds like a teenager. Yeah. That's right. I mean, if, if, if Isla asked me for another Mountain Dew, she's not going to like me because I'm going to yeah. say, you shouldn't have had the first one, but yeah. your dad gave it to you. So, and you know, same thing with Georgia wants to go do something. Bert does not, I mean, I swear to God, Bert would sit on her like an egg and hatch her. <laughs> He so does not want her to leave the house ever for any reason. You know, I don't really care. I'm much more lenient. I'm like, she's 16. Yeah. I mean, you know what I was doing at 16? Oh, let's not even talk about that. It was no bueno. So her wanting to go to her best friend Gabby's house for 20 minutes is not a problem. But Bert's like, where are you going? Who are you going to be with? Turn on your life 360. I need to be able to track you. Yeah, I like that. Answer my phone call when you call. And I'm like, it doesn't need to be that intense. She's just going to Gabby's. And so they, so she doesn't like him when he does that. Yeah, makes sense. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I I just think that my boys like me so much more than Tom. They just don't. Well, what makes you think that? He's just chopped liver. And I don't know if that's a boy and a mommy thing. Hmm. Because I think like, like in the morning, they come into our room and we watch cartoons in bed. And they just, it's mom. Like they don't, who's dad? Like they don't really, they're just, I, I think it might be developmental, right? Like mom is... Some of it. The opposite sex parent. They may be just grossed out by the scrum licking. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what your problem is, but I'm on mom's team here. Yeah. This is gross. Have yeah. you seen my diapers? Seen, yeah. No bueno. Yeah. Tom's all hairy and he farts a lot in bed and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, girls is different. Girls are different. Girls love their daddy. Girls are into daddy. Yeah. yeah. So at that age, they were all about daddy. So it may just be that. Oh, and were, were you chopped liver? More? No, 100% chopped liver. Yeah. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. So yeah. maybe... 
So you were the chopped liver parent yeah. the early years, yes, which that's sucks right. because you have to do most of the caregiving in those early years as the mom. Mm -hmm. And then to be chopped liver with girls has to be heartbreaking. Yeah, they were all over Bert. And you know, at that time he was, um, I was working a lot. So we, we were still pretty broke. So when he was home, we would let our nanny go for the day so that he could, you know, just be the daddy yeah. nanny. Yeah. So he took them to Trader Joe's. He cooked dinner with them. He was the, he was like daddy, you know, like mommy daddy for yeah. the time when I was in the office working. And I think that created a different bond, you know, than if he'd just been a nine to fiver who came home when dinner was for ready. Sure. You know? For sure. For sure. There's been, there's pros and cons to everybody's lifestyle and totally. schedules yeah i mean the fact that like tom's gone a lot but then he'll be home for chunks yeah. of time and most people don't see their dads yeah, totally you know or we could go do something fun on a weekday normally yeah. like there's no way yeah same we always went yeah. to disneyland on tuesday or wednesday yeah dude we're not going on saturday sunday hell to the no nah. fuck all that so dude. yeah there's pros and cons to both i mean when bert would get home he would be totally totally on duty Wow. And just did everything when they were little, when I was working. Um, I think it was a gift. Yeah. I think the pandemic was a gift to Bert for, for where our kids are concerned, like a real gift from God. As much wow. as I don't want the pandemic to have happened, I would much rather have never happened. He was home for so long um, from November until he left for this film, uh, which was April. Mm. He was home uninterrupted. And I think that he he got to really figure out his relationship with Georgia. I think oh, that's cool. their relationship had become a little confusing to both of them as she got to be a teenager. Because mm. he wanted to control her. She needed autonomy. They were constantly at odds. And I think they figured each other out. And I don't think that would have happened if he had stayed on the road. Yeah. I really genuinely don't think that would have happened. And then I would always tell him about Isla's criminal behavior. <laughs> and he always thought it was me. And he got to see her criminal behavior. <laughs> her and I was like, behavior? see, see, <laughs> she just is a uh, buddy. She's the path of least resistance. Take yeah. her. She is a, well, how can I work around this situation? How can I manipulate? How can I get what I need? I don't smart. take no for an answer. Really smart. I like chick. her. I like that. But as a parent, it can be really exhausting. And, you know, I would call Bert and go, this is what's going on. He's like, oh, you just need to do this. And I'm like, that's the opposite of what I need to do. Yeah. And. And then he'd get home and watch her try and work me and manipulate me. And he'd go, oh, this is stopping now. And I'd be like, motherfucker, <laughs> I've been telling you. you this for 14 years. Yeah. But now you see it uh, regularly and you go, oh, this is actually wrong. And I'm like, thank you. I've yeah. been waiting for my partner to show up in these situations for 14 years. Yeah. And finally, in the pandemic, he goes, oh, she's a total con artist. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's like criminal behavior. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he always just kind of, oh, it's what fine, yeah. Leanne. You're just misreading it. No, no. Yeah. No, I'm actually here every day. Yeah. I'm reading it pretty clear. <laughs> I'm so funny. I'm the one at the parent-teacher <laughs> conference, so not you. So Yeah. So it was a real gift, I think, for them, especially because they're about to be gone. <sighs> I cannot believe they're going to college soon. I mean, we're looking at colleges for Georgia already, Ugh. which is ridiculous. All California, all local, right? I wish. Really? No. Ah. She doesn't want to stay in California, but she does. She wants to stay in the West. Okay. She wants to be like Pacific Northwest. Okay, that's an hour and Colorado. change plane ride. That's yeah. not too bad. No, it's not bad. Colorado, good. Colorado. A lot of beta like males. Yeah. Not a lot of, uh, you know, frat boy 
Yep. Energies. That's her. That's her bag. Oh, Pacific Northwest. A yep. lot of uh, sweet guys that are down with feminists. Yep. And and girls. That's good. Well, that's where she's looking. So cool. Whatever. I just want her to be happy. Yeah, I know. I don't care what she does. That is the goal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just just be fucking, just be happy. Do something you enjoy yeah. for a living and uh, be happy. That's it. Take yeah. care of yourself. Don't get arrested. Don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. Don't lick scrum. Don't lick scrum. We're, we're <laughs> teaching that as soon as I get home. That's it. Oh, number one on my list. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Let's talk about college now. Scrum. Yeah, yeah. Here's where we're going to start. Fuck that, man. Yeah, these yeah. chicks are stupid. Yeah. That's what I'm telling these women. I'm like, these fucking suckers, these bitches are like... You ain't got to do that to keep a man. You ain't got to do that. You don't even have to shave your beaver all the way. They don't care, no. homie. No, they don't care. They don't care. Whatever. They take it any way they can get it. Right? Right, right, guys? Right? Look at that guy's in the booth. Hell no. But I'm telling you, they, they do have the upper hand now. Uh, in terms of male-female dynamics because of these apps. I do think they... Really? I think it's fucked up the entire courtship mm. and the hunting system. The male is supposed to court the female. And, and now that women are just giving themselves up like hussies on a fucking app. But do you think women think it's empowered? Yeah. I think it's the lie, of, one of the lies of the feminist movement of like, no, you can fuck like men. You can be, you can act sexually and you can. Yeah, totally. You absolutely yeah. can. There are just repercussions to that. Mm-hmm. There are, there are repercussions. Cause then they go, well, why can't I find uh, I can't seem to find a husband, a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Well, cause those good guys aren't probably on the apps fucking you right now. Yeah. Right. Those dudes aren't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, well, what do I know? I'm 44 years old. I'm, I'm not in this fucking loop. Yeah. I, I got six years on you. Yeah, I'm totally not in this loop. <laughs> I am completely not in this loop. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know either. Good luck, anybody who can find love, however you can find it. Hey, if yeah. you find it on there, go for it. Yeah, well, I know yeah. many people that have met on apps that totally. are super happy. Yep. So I know several. What too. do I know? I'm out of my mind. Anyways, thank you so much, Leanne Kreischer. We both agree that Scrum is not going to be uh, licked anytime soon, at least in your house, for nope. sure. I'm working towards negotiations. Non- non-negotiable over here. Some form of a... Non-negotiable. Yeah, no. good for you. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. I wish you luck. I love you. I love thank you Thank you so more. much for being here. Wife of the Party podcast. Check her out, Leanne Kreischer. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, sweetheart. I love you. Love and you, too. you, Mom, subscribe. Subscribe if you like this podcast. Why should you subscribe? Because you'll get notified every time a brand new episode drops and you won't have to hunt for it. Just get reminders that way. All right, guys, uh, where my mom's at at gmail.com, 213-375-5184. Leave me a voicemail. And until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.